Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. The summer is heating up. The seasonal selection from Kings Coast Coffee has shifted once again. The summer swells are rolling in and this is the perfect roast for warm mornings or an afternoon cold brew. This natural processed coffee from Zambia is bright, fruity, and loaded with flavor. But hurry and grab yours today. This one-of-a-kind roast is only here for the summer months before the seasons change again. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up. Welcome, Welcome to episode Devin. 57 of Star Wars and Scotch. I'm your host, Kevin, joined by Tim, as usual. Hey, it's a... It's it's what day of the week? Thursday. It's Thursday, because usually we record us. this on Friday, but I... Kevin, you took a vacation last week. I'm taking a little vacation this week. Yep. And then we'll go back Which, to normal Fridays. But you guys I mean, will still get it on Friday, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter to you guys. <laughs> they get it at the same time, except... Two weeks ago, Max, w- I, I walked by Max's desk and he had this look on his face. I go, what's wrong? And apparently uh, After Effects for the wavelength videos that we do for the video portion mm-hmm. was not cooperating. And he had rendered it like three times and it had failed in the last like 30 seconds every time. Oh, so he was having a day. That was the day that we put out the tweet that said that the Imperials had <laughs> raided the rare drop office. Oh, that could happen. Yeah, so they messed with the After Effects, but welcome yeah. to Star Wars and Scotch. I am I am tired. Tim will probably make comments the entire time. I went to a business meeting last night and I had two drinks. And Tim is calling me a raging alcoholic now because <laughs> he wanted to go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning. I had to go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's- just like apparently you had to have two old fashions. I did. I was having a very good conversation, and it <laughs> it it helped move things along. So okay. Yeah, and, and the next thing he'll say is like, Tim, surprise, I met George Lucas, and we're going to be in the next Star Wars movie. Just wait. It'll happen. Don't worry. I'm actually talking to Paul today about whether or not I'm going to go to um, Celebration. Hello? If I'm going, then I'm going to be like, Tim, are we doing this? Because it's two weeks before GCX. That's the only reason that we were very skittish about it. Mm. All right. Anyways. We'll see. Anyway. If you go to, um, if you go to Celebration without me... I will then become the raging alcoholic, and that's not going to be good. I wouldn't go without you. I, okay. The only way I would go without you is if you were like, no, I'm not going. Oh, well then, okay, perfect. I thought you were telling me that it was like, hey, by the way, I'm going, and you can come if you no. want. No, because he's going to try and put in to have Star Wars and Scotch on that podcast stage. Mm. We should really start drinking again if we're going to keep calling it Star Wars and Scotch. 
I did. I did my part. <laughs> the problem is now is that we recorded in the morning, so I have to put scotch in my coffee just to make it work. So, man, okay, then we will be actually known as the Raging Alcoholics. Could it be Star Wars <laughs> and Kahlua? Because that would really go much better for my mornings, if yeah. possible. Yeah, then you have to drive to the office. It just then turns into a mini game. Uh, <laughs> that sounds so illegal and dangerous. <laughs> Uh, but uh, speaking of coffee, I am drinking King's Coast coffee in this uh, mug that no one can get anymore because it's from the summer collection. So it sucks to be you. But Dia de los Muertos launched yesterday. So for you, it'll be two days. Um, and hopefully there's some left for you. But if not, there's more stuff coming down the pipeline. Holidays are coming. Black Friday, more cocoa. Stay tuned. King's Coast coffee dot com. Man, we're going to have to do like Christmas stuff. We're, we're, uh, we were talking at the gym this morning. Got to order the turkeys already. Yeah, man, that's wild. From our from our little butcher guy. It's just crazy to think that this time last year we were getting ready for Mando season two. Yep, a year ago. Yeah, and now I, we're getting ready those, for Book of Boba. Those episodes are so good, though, of us speculating. We actually got to uh, the first time we had Alex and Molly on was speculating about um, the season two trailer. Oh, right. Yeah. That was a year ago? About, yeah, a little bit. Oh, my gosh. We should have them back on the show. I can reach out. They would do it. They're the best. They're the most easygoing. They're like, yeah, whatever. But then he makes the videos, and he's like, I'm Star Wars. He has he has this amazing video voice, but then when you talk to him <laughs> off of the camera, he's like, yeah. You know, they're very yeah, chill. They're very, very yeah. chill. Yeah, I like them a lot. We they're love them. Good people. They're going to celebration because I was talking to Molly about it uh, when we were setting up for GCX stuff. So I got to make that decision this week. Anyway, so I just sent Tim this um, bring home the bounty. Okay. Yeah. So at first, it looks like it's it, it's an NFT project. That's what I thought this was because you scroll down and the first thing is like this hologram. And I was like, well, we could just go ahead and just buy these with Ethereum. <laughs> But it's it's gonna be I don't so it says get your tracking fobs ready. So is this gonna be like a, a thing you can collect? Is this like I think it's a marketing campaign. Okay, so you don't think it's anything more than that. Am I am I looking far too deep into this? Every Tuesday from now through December twenty eighth, this is straight from StarWars.com, by the way. You can expect reveals of new items inspired by everything from the book of Boba Fett, premiering exclusively on Disney Plus December twenty ninth. The Mandalorian uh. class to classics like the Skywalker Saga films, animated series including Bad Batch and Visions, and much more. Oh, okay. So if I would have scrolled down a little bit more, I would have seen that this is nothing more than just Disney wanted to get more money out of me. Well, Lucas, because it's celebrating Lucas's 50th anniversary. Yeah, but you do know that's all it's going to Disney. It doesn't all go to it's Disney. It's all going into the mouse's pocket. Kevin, think, they took away my annual pass. They're not forgiving. You think Mickey goes down to Texas to the Skywalker Ranch and he's like, oh, it's time to pay up the protection money. Probably. Like he's part of the mob. Yeah. yeah, he shakes him up. Kicks over kicks over a Yoda statue. Don't make me kick R2. I'll do it. I feel like the Mickey from South Park is probably the most realistic representation <laughs> of Mickey when he beats the shit out of the Jonas Brothers. Don't yep. you ever talk to me again <laughs> yes, sir, mr. yes sir mr mouse um but they've got a lot of really cool items the first one you that i saw about the crocs is this mandalorian inspired shoes from crocs and you know if i was someone okay so if i was you know it working in the medical field um or if i was someone who who was on a boat a lot i would totally rock these my kid loves wearing crocs right now he just kids just, should so all easy wear crocs kick on and kick off and put on wait who wears crocs i said all kids should wear crocs they're oh, so easy to deal with yeah with and then them. you just hose the shoes down they're amazing yep. they're so yep. good um uh, we got ahsoka grogu and mandalorian inspired sunglasses from <laughs> diff i have what is diff what 100 somebody's doctor is going to walk in in the next two months into oh the, with with mandalorian with crocs with the on? mando crocs on 100 percent, most definitely like good morning how's your penis yeah. Ah, I see. You're also like, a Mandalorian ah, fan. You're also a Mando fan. <laughs> yes, I am. Now take your pants off. Now turn your head and cough. Oh God, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, I have no idea what diff is. Let's see, diff, diff. 
Sunglasses. Um, we got pop figures. Do they come in different colors or anything? Well, or they said Ahsoka, it? Grogu, and Mandalorian Spire sunglasses. So I would assume Those the, are the blue Ahsoka. one or the Ahsoka ones. Diff eyewear. The Grogu's, oh. Grogu's are green. Charitable eyewear. Oh, that's cool. Oh, this, okay. So so reach. Oh, we're on Give the website back. right now. The Mandalorian ones are probably the my favorite. They are like aviators. So Diff really does cool. what... Diff does what um, uh, Tom's does. You buy one, they give one. I don't think it's one to one, but they they've based on proceeds of what they've received from their sales, two million people with reading uh received reading glasses in the past four years. Oh, that's all. Awesome. I want them. We have to buy a pair. Yeah, I'm gonna get the diff. Okay, so I'll what's really cool is so they've got one, two, three. They've got five different styles, and they are, they range from Grogu themed which are green like they're they're the oversized wingtip kind of glasses same as the ahsoka ones oh click they have a ton of them they have a, they have a ton of them they have the mando the luke skywalker the luke skywalker x-wing ones are really cool they're aviators or like they're the uh yeah they're the aviator cut but they're yellow lens they look really really cool they've got stormtroopers darth vader chewbacca <laughs> the, the r2 blue light ones are literally what paul wears yeah yeah the, the, the blue aviators uh, Stormtrooper ones are I like freaking the, I hot. like the Darth Vader ones a lot. Mando yeah. ones are nice. The Luke ones are my to, favorite. Gonna have to get a pair. Ooh, I'm gonna send these to my wife. Maybe I can get these for Christmas. These Luke ones are awesome. And then they have a bunch of other stuff here as well. They've got, I mean, as going back to this whole bring home the bounty with the new galaxy spanning Star Wars products. Um, they've got jackets they've got uh different action figures so it's just going to be a bunch of stuff every week so this week was shop the collection week two and that's it that's the only thing that they 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 say so next week they will reveal what's for that one it looks like kevin there's so towards the end they've got they've got themes up as well so week two is mando week three is bo-katan week four is ahsoka week five is rex Week six is Grogu. Week seven is a Tusken Raider. Week eight is a Gronk droid with a bow. Um, so that's on November 30th. So it's right after Thanksgiving. Then we go into December for week nine, which is the Lucasfilm 50th anniversary. And then week 10 is really interesting because it's an Xbox controller. Or it's just a, it's just a video game controller. It looks a lot like, like an Xbox controller. But I wonder if that means we are going to get some type of video game reveal or announcement or showcase. Like we know that there's video games coming. There's a lot of different studios that are making these, these games for this IP. I'm very, very curious to see what happens next. And then week 11 is Boba Fett. That's December 21st. That's going to be right before the book of Boba drops. And then week 12 is also really interesting because we have two lightsabers crossed together one is very Sith looking. The other one is, uh, is very neutral, very Jedi looking as well. Um, so I'm very curious to see what that's about. I can't, I, was... I can't figure out whose lightsaber that is. It's a very interesting hilt. It's got like a, it's got a claw that comes. I feel like we've seen this lightsaber before. There was somebody tweeted it at me, and I can't find it now. But apparently. There was a leak that we're getting another video game trailer before the end of the year well, for that, a Star Wars game. Well, then week ten would make sense. Yeah, that's why I'm. Um, it's the stars are aligning in my head. I wonder if that's Fallen Order two. Oh wow, that would be really. I mean, like that would make sense if, because it looks like an Xbox controller. Um, Jedi Fallen Order was pushed very heavy on Xbox. Um, Xbox did the incredible commercial for Jedi Fall Order. Do you they remember did that a one? Fantastic commercial where you're like they were. It was it was it was a lot like Battlefront where you're like going back and forth. It was the it was the daughter with the dad, mm-hmm. and he was watching her. And he and was, I was like, he, I he feel was the that. Inquisitor. <laughs> I um, feel that. Hell, you so even got the, uh, the awesome the awesome um, lightsaber hilt that they sent you. So that was, so so Microsoft was really heavy in Jedi Fall Order. So that that could oh, make yeah, sense. I got that through Mixer. Yeah, you got that through Mixer. It's the only thing they ever gave me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so it's it's kind of cool to see the roadmap, even though it's it's very market marketed heavy towards uh, products and, and and new accessories to buy. Um, but it does look like we're gonna get some 
some new things that we don't have to pay for as well for the uh, the rest of the year, which is cool. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Uh, I don't know where that leak came from. Oh, here we go. Found it. Enemy.com. Uh, a new Star Wars game could be getting announced in December. So it's a new Star Wars game. Oh, so maybe it's not Fallen Order. Well, maybe it's... remember we also have we've got a lot of studios that are working on games now that haven't said anything. We know that Ubisoft has a Star Wars game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the people over at at Massive are working on that. So they're actually using the bring home the bounty as part of the speculation. So it, it could go either way. It could be new game. It could be the existing. It could be a trailer sure, for it could be a DLC. It could be, it could be a lot of things, but there's the, my point is that there's still a lot of studios that have confirmed they're working on star Wars IPs that have not announced what they are yet. Or it could be a regular ass Xbox controller. Oh my God. Could you imagine <laughs> if it was just a star Wars themed Xbox? It was an Xbox elite controller. And they're like, get your next. Your Star Wars themed Xbox Elite controller for Christmas. No, but that's, so, that's not the right time to do it. If you were going to release that, you would push it out with a Black Friday sale. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that on the second week of December before the holiday, before Christmas. There's no way, especially with the shipping deadlines. Uh huh. Shipping deadlines They're, are the 21st. There's no way that's going to work. If you yeah, want it before most, Christmas, I think uh, USPS was saying because they're. There is Pete pointed out in our Kings Coast meeting that they're slowing mail, quote, to the point where it was in the 70s. 1970. Whew. Um, meaning Tim and I weren't even alive yet. Um, that uh, shipping deadline, you know, they're saying like the 11th of December. So I would I would think that if they were going to release a controller that people wanted to open on Christmas, it would be done Black Friday yep. time from yep. a marketing perspective. So I, I think saying a, a gameplay trailer or something to that effect is is on point. On point. Speaking of uh, rumors, oh, uh, leaked set photos from season three of The Mandalorian because they are filming right now. You said um, our uh, our buddy Mando posted a picture. Yeah, he of just a little, I think there was a little IG that I saw. Then he was like, it was just saying like, "Hey, we're filming season three. So that was pretty cool. Pedro, Pablo, Pedro, Pablo. <laughs> it's Pedro. <laughs> All right, so Pablo Pascal. Uh, uh, took some you're gonna make him angry, Tim. <laughs> It's Pedro. It was, it was a bit from last year. I figured I'd just keep going. I with know, it. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, so we got some. Yeah. So this is interesting. So they're doing they're doing some outside stuff with a big blue screen, but they still have like real vegetation. So uh, it's interesting to see them do stuff in the back lots versus not as much inside in the volume. In the volume, yeah. But this is still yeah. on. This is still on the same property as where the volume's at. It's just their back lots. Which is really neat. Did you see the door in the last picture? Uh, the and they ask, is the Mandalorian headed to Mandalore? Well, duh. <laughs> we know I, that. If we don't go to Mandalore this season, I'll be pretty disappointed. I mean, there's nowhere else to go. I'm beyond excited to see Mandalore in live action. Well, I, the only time we've seen it is in Rebels? No, we've seen it in Clone Wars. Clone Wars and in Rebels. We've, we've seen it. We, we, we know what it looks like. We know what oh, it looks yes. like during... We know the what it Duchess. looked like before with Duchess of Teen. We know what it looked like during the occupation um, of the of uh, Death Squad. And mm-hmm. then we then saw it one last time in Rebels, um, but we never really got inside the main city. We saw Mandalore from the desert. We In, in Clone Wars, we saw it a lot under the dome. We saw the what city. it was like to live in the city. And um, and then in Rebels, we got the other taste of Mandalore, which is this very desolate, very just barren wasteland. And so it'll be very interesting to see what it looks like now after uh, where are we at now. So we're like six to seven years after we saw it on Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be very, very cool to see what like ho- hopefully we get flashbacks of what happened before. And then we'll get and in the- it, So we have an understanding of what what happened when the Empire got there. And then we see the aftermath of what it looked like when the Empire just completely just stripped Mandalore of all of its resources. And we, we, aside from what we've seen in Mandalorian, we know nothing about what happened to the Mandalorians in Mandalore, correct? We have no idea. The last, time, the last time that we or... leave, the last time we see Mandalore, we leave them uh, with kicking the Empire off. We, we, um, 
the Mandalorian people, Bo, uh, Bo-Katan was left with the dark saber. Everything was, was supposed to be great. Everything was supposed to be amazing. Bo-Katan finally got what she wanted. She finally got what she deserved. Um, she was, a, she was Mandalore. She was a leader of her people. And so everything was okay. And so I really think what's going to happen is that Bo-Katan is going to have to face her fears and she's going to have to face the past and, and revisit and relive these things. And it's going to really showcase the, the not so great side of Bo-Katan. Like we, all we see is like, she's just this badass, right? Like she's always just kicking butt and, and in, you know, Mandalore and live with, with Katie Sackhoff, like she's just killing it, man. Like it just, she's a really cool character, but now we, she has to become vulnerable. She, we're going to see there. We're going to see a really raw side of Bo-Katan. I think, because she has to, she has to admit defeat. She has to admit her loss. And like for a Mandalorian, like that's a no, no, you know, it's very samurai. You know, it's like, you'd rather, you'd rather die, you know, than admit defeat. Like they're war, they're a warrior class, which is just really cool. Um, I think that's why people just love the Mandalorian people. Yeah. I, and I, you go back to the non-canon stuff, which I noticed um, two of the races, not playable, but two of the races you encounter in, in, um, is it Swotor? It's Swotor are in the Lorna D book as Nihil. Oh, really? Uh, one of them's a Gormak and the other one was a Colicoid, which is like an insect. Mm-hmm. And they mention them in passing, you know, they're like the large Gormak. Or, you know, so-and-so with his fangs. Uh, or, no, Lorna says something about stabbing him. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, did you know he was a colicoid? So they say it really quick. Uh-huh. But it was just cool to hear that. You know, I don't know the canon if if both races have been introduced. But as someone who played that older stuff, it's nice to hear them um, bringing some of that stuff back. So I do hope a lot of the stuff with, with the Mandalorians does make its way into canon. A lot of it wouldn't conflict with anything they currently have i know they made mandalore the great canon and in the story of the mandalores meaning the leaders of the tribe tribes i should say are super interesting you know and they're like gods basically mythology of them battle in the battles against the jedi and all this it's just cool shit so i hope i hope that going to mandalore exploring the politics of where they're at yeah leads to enriching the history uh and canonizing a lot of of what we know th- or at least bringing new canon in that that's cool and badass i think what they what they did with season one it really piqued our interest for the mandalorian people in the mandalorian ways and like they they really they really touched on a lot of things that everybody loved right they they talked about like you said mandalore the great they sh- they talked about um the they talked about death squad and they talked about um you know, like how they came and saved the children, they brought them in, and 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 so like they, it was cool to see that. And then in season two, it felt like we lost that Mandalorian side, and like and it was more about the child, and it was about it was about Din, it was about the actual character Din Jaren, and it wasn't about being a Mandalorian for season two. It was it was a character development. It was allowing us to really understand who he is as a person, not so much as who he is as a Mandalorian. Um, and so I really hope they get back to that whole, like really having an opportunity to explain more about Mandalore, what it is to be Mandalorian, uh, the way, you know, all the stuff that was really cool in season one that we talked about. And then it, it hopefully they bring it back. Cause I, I really miss that. I, I want to, that the Mandalorian people in, in this planet, people love it and they've just, they've never dived into it within, within Canon. You know, within the, yeah. the, the canonical series of Star Wars, it hasn't been touched on. Like you said, in the expanding universe in Legends, Mandalor the, the Mandalorian uh culture is 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 expressed in, in in a very deep way. Like you you know all these crazy facts that, that no one really does know if you follow the, the, the canon right part of Star Wars. And they they you know, little things they don't call them foundlings, but anyone who can pass the trials can become a Mandalorian in the old lore right but that's not how but that's not how it is right in star wars it's either you are born on the planet mandalore or you are brought in as a foundling that is it and so that's that's very interesting so they introduce you to uh i forget her name which tribe she's from shay visla 
So she's okay. a Vizsla. Uh-huh. And she is Mandalore in the game. Um, and you become friends with her. And you go to a point where you're in one of their tribal meetings. So at this point, all the tribes are working together and serving under Mandalore. But they don't like each other. Ah. And if you if you look at it, it's quick introduction. So, again, you have to pay attention. And then if you keep subtitles on, it says the name. And there's also a FET in the tribal council. What? Keep in mind, this is pre this is pre Disney. Oh, right, right, right. Because then we all we, we OK, I get it. Right. But even then, if FET was a foundling, you could still connect it in the sense that foundlings take on the names of. It's it's almost, it's an adoption essentially if you think about right, it. Right, right. Because Django Django was not Django was a foundling, right? Yes, uh, the Mandalorian season two. Right, and they said Django was a foundling, and then Boba by his by blood right was right was that was the, right. the rightful owner. Got it. It's so, been a bit. I, I, I should we should probably go back and rewatch season two at some point. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna do that soon, but um. It's just interesting how they could connect the dots and and introduce that. And they there's a rumor out there that Swotor is going to get a remake, not a remake, but like an overhaul graphics, the whole nine yards. And everyone's like, this, is that the make case? Then I will cannon. probably then I will jump in. Yeah, there's also a rumor that it would go to console, but that rumor's also persisted for. 10 would they plus would years. they do a wipe? Would they just do a full server wipe and start from the beginning? Or do like a wow, wow they classic? Need, they need to do. They're the only MMO that has not done like a legacy server yet, mm-hmm. where you can go back and relive the the original raid. And the problem with that was the raids were broken when they launched. I remember going into the. It was called like Infinite Engine, I think, and it was getting like seven frames per second Ugh. trying to raid. Trying to raid, it was impossible, and it was like that for three or four weeks. And this Pass. is literally what killed the game. Was that people that wanted the end game content couldn't experience it? So um, I don't know. It's all rumors, but they did just redo the combat system. So it used to be you'd pick like Jedi Knight, and then your Jedi Knight would splinter off. I think it was Vanguard and Guardian, uh-huh. and one was DPS based with three skill trees and two lightsabers. The other one was one lightsaber and more protection tank based. You could DPS though, um, but now apparently they're gonna revamp it. So you, instead of doing that at level ten, at level one, when you make your character, you pick Guardian or Vanguard ah. instead of um, Knight, and then splintering it off. So they're redoing a lot of the systems. And again, I've heard time and time again that game still makes them money because every time something like Book of Boba is gonna come out, I guarantee you the population is gonna go whoop <laughs> and strike because sure. people are like, I want to play that. Yeah, I miss and- Star Wars. And they put they put armor so like you can buy all the Bad Batch helmets as cosmetics, uh-huh. and put them on your character or your companions, whatever that's, you want. That's cool. They, they have Mando armor. It's not his exact armor, but it looks just like his helmet, and it comes with his the the rifle that he has. Yeah. So I mean they they keep it relevant. Uh, Kylo's style lightsabers in the game. You can put any crystal you want and mod it, and you know you could have a green version of it if you wanted. So they keep up to date with. With everything, I'm just interested to see what they do long term. And it's literally, again, besides Visions now, it's the only non-canon content that Disney is continually supported. So, I mean, it would it would be very interesting to see them do, like, one day just servers shut down and they they pull a Fortnite. Like, it just, it's just a black hole for, like, 24 to 48 hours and then they flip back on and it's a new graphics engine. It's, like, everything is considered canon and it's just, like, that's it. It's like, how else, how, like, how, like, what would a transition look like for that? Where it was just like, hey, none of this is canon. Okay, we're going into stuff now that it's considered canon. Like, how, how would you do that? They would have to remake the game from the bottom up. That's the whole thing. But, like, how do you transition? Like, how do you, how do you convince your player base who, who are looking for a, um, you know, continuity between, you know, all of the transitions from DLC to DLC, right? Like, there's been like these beautiful story arcs within Knights of the Republic, right? Yeah. So then how do you, so then this is your new story arc. How do you get to, how do you get to that point? How do you essentially create a multiverse within uh, an MMORPG? Because that's what you're doing. It's difficult because you'd have to remake the game and put people on new servers, but let them keep access to their old servers. And then you're dividing your population. There's a whole mess of that. It sounds messy as hell. 
yeah, it might be just easier just to make a new game or to be like, this is SWOTOR 2.0 or something. I don't know. What, don't if, know. It's, what if it's not? What if it's not Knights of the Old Republic? What if it's the High Republic? I'd, I'd shit a brick. <laughs> Could you imagine if it was the if it was High Republic instead of the Old Republic? I'd, I'd lose my mind. It would make sense. Like, so honestly, happy. like it would be a really cool period to have a video game for. But I don't know if they're going to do it. Because like we've we've said before, Old Republic really lives very, very well in video games. High Republic is definitely living very, very well within the books and comics area. Do you think that they do you think that they break out into a video game or do you let that live as the graphic novel section? It might have it's it's gonna be years before you see um that in Or if ever. No, if they don't ever do eventually. You think so? Yeah, it'll all it'll all. It's just it feels like every it feels point. like every every period or point within Star Wars like has a specific section to live in. You know, like Old Republic, we've only ever seen in video games. You know, High Republic has has only been in books right now. The 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 reign of the of the Empire, whatever that timeline, whatever that that period is called, um, that's always been in in movies. You know, it's just like it feels like everything has a has a spot. This the, the the period between episode two to episode four is is cartoons. You know, it's just like everything has like a, a place. And so I, I wonder if they start crossing more because we haven't really played other than Battlefront, which is still single. It's like they had a story in two, but it still wasn't all that great. And then. Yeah, like like video games has always just been sandbox right now or a, an in between moment. So I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see like what they if they really start to take like the bigger the bigger periods in Star Wars and really start to develop them into different mediums. It's it's again, this is all the speculation, but eventually, you know, you'll have your higher public game. Obviously, Acolyte is down the road at some point. Uh, you'll I, I guarantee you a high republic trilogy will will be within this decade but acolyte isn't it's not high republic though it's at the it's the end of the high republic era so is it still considered high republic though or is it like one of those the gaps you want my theory yeah go for it i think acolyte's gonna walk you right up to um darth plagueis do you know how that book starts i don't remember it's been the book starts 15 with years. Darth, darth plagueis Earth Plagueis is in a cave with his master. I forget his master's name. And they're doing a reconnaissance mission on like in a cave uh, on a planet in a cave looking for um looking for specific minerals or something like that. Anyways, it ends up being a booby trap and his master and him they they figure it out and his master at some point the cave explodes and his master stops this big boulder and Plagueis just realizes he's like at that moment I knew he's like I could never overtake him. With strength, because Plagueis was in a very strong Sith. Yeah. He was very smart. He was really, really smart. He was a scientist, and so it, he his race is from the the banking clan. That race, I forget. I forget what they're called. Moon? Um, sorry, Mune. Yeah, the Mune, yes. Moon, something like Mune's. that. And so then, so his master's catching it, and he just like he just he force essentially just force pushes him or helps the rock fall down and kills him. And that's how he takes his master, and then he, and then that—that's how his book starts. It's it's really good. I I think they're gonna lead you up to to that since that's like the bridge between the two eras. That would so be maybe that would we'll be very interesting. Plagueis, maybe we'll meet Plagueis' master. Maybe the first apprentice is the acolyte. Well, they said the acolyte's not technically gonna be a Sith, right? Or will they? I don't know. It's just a dark. I thought it was like a dark force user. Yeah, I, I want to, and they're starting to lean into it. If you, uh, the more you uh, get into High Republic, you can see the the dark side of the Force. I I am I am maintaining, and this will segue us perfectly into Rising Storm. Uh, I maintain that although the the quote Jedi have not seen Sith for hundreds of years, yeah, is absolute bullshit. <laughs> and they're they're keeping okay. it quiet so Padawans don't get curious and start I mean, roaming around. Look what happens in in Rising Storm. Exactly. You know, it's just like you know at that moment when um I'm I'm terrible with names the pretty boy um as he's just like oh, I had sex Elzar. and an Elzar man just like he's just so mad at himself for for having sex and he's just like 
blowing ships up with the force like you know stuff like that is just wild and yeah of course like why would it masters definitely wouldn't want their apprentice to see that well even at the end he he to win that fight mm -hmm. he definitely taps in oh yeah multiple times but he liked it He's oh, like, no, I can, he loves it. He's like, I can control it. I know how to master this. I was like, yeah, oh, for that good, hundred times. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I like, yes. But you can tell Stellan now is all thrown off, and he's Stellan, a Stellan weird was about like it. that from the beginning, though. He was having those doubts at the beginning of the book. Elzar is also the one that has the visions. He has the visions as well. So he, but that's it. Was the same as soon as he started talking about visions and how he was playing into it. I was like, oh, so it's just like what happened with Anakin, where he was playing into his visions with. Um, Padme and those visions yeah. were planted by by uh by the emperor I I, so I, I wonder bet, who's I wonder who's manipulating them I would bet there's at minimum a dark force user in our midst and we have no yeah, idea someone's who it planted is. for sure because yeah someone's messing around with the council most you definitely because look at look at skier yeah and every because yeah, everything skier's, skier's is going through right uh -huh. now is the same it's happening at the same time well, as okay Elzar. so here, here's here's a theory though so instead of instead of going down the route of you know putting a sith within within the ranks what if it was the awakening that started to just disrupt the overall flow of the force and so maybe the force was kind of like, a lot a lot like loki you know like mm -hmm. the timeline was kept and everything was perfect within like its own chaos and so once the Drangir were awoken and because the Sith were so afraid of, of something that was so evil, was more evil than the dark side of the force. What if their presence is literally just throwing everything out of whack? Maybe because because everybody was good. Skier was fine. Like nobody was nobody was having like weird visions or anything until they moved the Sith statues from the space station. Who was the the Jedi that the like amorphous blob dude? The amorphous blob dude. The was it Umber? Was that his name? The one who has the cool voice because he's wearing the exoskeleton thing. Oh, and he talked like this. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember his name now, but he was he was so much fun in this book. No, he was the um. Was he the librarian or the 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 bookkeeper? He, he was the, well. He was the keeper of the relics. Yes, for the Republic Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I heard him talk, I I thought I kept on thinking he was a robot Jedi, and I was I I forgot that he was an, it was an exosuit. Uh, I'm trying to see relic keeper, High Republic. Man, he was yeah, Valor. So. Now, Over yeah, now Valo. you know. Now you know why I wanted him to say it. In Valo, around Valo, chapter eight hundred, <laughs> inside the core of Valo, Valo. <laughs> if they don't do a, if Valo doesn't show up in the in a live action at some point, be very upset. Valo was in something. I was looking on Wikipedia. It's not the first appearance. Um, similar to the way Hosnian Prime was made for a sequel trilogy, but we now looped back to. Hosian Prime playing a major role in the High Republic. Um, Valo had some sort of link. If I Valo High Republic, High Republic, High Republic, High Republic, High Republic, High Republic, Star Wars Insider. From a certain point of view, the Empire Strikes Back. Valo shows up there. Yeah. Other, other than that, it's all High Republic. Yeah, it's it's only mentions. It's not it's not like anything significant. But um. One thing I've noticed, and if, if you get the chance and you've read Rising Storm, please go and watch um, Star Wars Explained Alex's uh, 60 e Easter eggs and facts uh, from Rising Storm because it connects it to the larger universe, and I love that shit. Uh, and one thing I've noticed is they're taking a lot of obscure stuff from non-canon and making it canon in passing. Just like right. I mentioned the two races uh, in the Lorna D book, the Gormak and the Colicoid. Um, there's just lots of planets and names and things and even people and last names sometimes that you're like, oh, okay, that's from blah, blah, blah. And Alex does a really good job of cataloging all of it and putting it right in front of you. So highly recommend going and checking out that YouTube video because there's a lot in there. Oh, yeah. Um, that links back to the broader universe and connects everything really nicely. Um, but... One of the big things, too, in this was uh, Chancellor So um, 
she played probably a bigger role than she's played so far. Um, yeah. And her I love her voice. Are, her dogs are great. Oh, her big cat thing, whatever their names the guard, are. Guard beasts, whatever you want to call them. They're dope. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, you're right. They have cool names. They got the throwdown in this one. We, also we, got, met we her. got to learn about the Tegruda more, which I thought Dude, was really cool. They're so cool. Yeah, I didn't know like, the, the Huntress was like their leader. I'm like, oh yeah. my God, they're badass. Yeah, the Tegrudas, I didn't, I didn't know they were a warrior class. They're like, they're, they're Big badass. Time. Yeah, they're, they're like a hunting I no, culture. I had no idea. That's that's news to me. But yeah, they sound really neat. I want I want to see more about the Tegruda. Like people love Ahsoka, you know, and but like they don't love her because she's Tegruda. They love her because she's she snips. Like they, she's just a really fun character, and it's it's cool to see them put it put another like start to explain more of the Tegruda. So putting more into you know old, like. The High Republic is very, very cool because it's a nice way to usher them in. I had no idea that they were their own independent system and like they were like they were in the outer in the outer rim. I had no idea. And they played a major role in driving the uh, Nihil back. Mm -hmm. Also, the Nihil politics were in this book are that's very where intense. It all well, to go. well, Martian's just like just zapping people and crushing heads and stuff. He's pissed. So in the Lorna D book, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's flashbacks and there's flashbacks to how Lorna became a Tempest uh, runner. And those flashbacks connect to Martian's father, Asgard. And you get to see the relationship between Pan. Remember Kasiv, the other Tempest runner who died, the crazy mm -hmm. one who's always high? Pan, Kasiv, um, Lorna, Asgard, and Martian it really completes the picture of why we are where we are at the end of this book. Yeah. But I'm glad it actually came after because it was more like filling in a blank like, oh, yeah, you need to, the reason you need to uh, get I, on the Lorna D book is because everything that happens at the end of this with Pan and Lorna. Sure. Makes 10 times more sense now. And it takes you beyond what happens with them after this, too. Oh, so now okay. you really understand so Pan and Lorna's relationship. This is a gap filler between. This two is and a three. flashback. This is a flash. This so this book is basically a flashback to Lorna's life and how she became Nihil. Okay. And how she became a Tempest Runner. Uh, and then during it, it 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 is what's happening with Lorna post Rising Storm. And I don't want to give too much away. Got it. But uh, it'll fill in the blanks for the past and take you to the next step of the High Republic journey. Um, Lorna is a very interesting character. Um, she's got some vibes of Hera. I know that's a really weird comparison, mm -hmm. but once you dive into this book, which is only a little over seven hours, I'm, I have like 45 minutes left. Uh, you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying. So, um, I highly, uh, highly recommend the Lorna D book. I tried the other one in between them, the, yeah. the young adult one, and I could not do it. I tried so hard and just Fair. couldn't do it. But yeah, the, the Rising Storm and Tempest Runner books really complement each other uh, and really tells a complete story than I help. But like you said, Martian's going off the deep end. Um, what's the weapon that he has? The regulator? Uh, Equalizer? Yeah. Uh, it's the one, the one he gets from the, the his aunt. Um, that is, okay, so can we talk about how crazy his like that entire part was? Uh-huh. <laughs> that was like the whole the whole thing from beginning to end was just so weird, and I felt like I also I also love that they brought in the Navigator Guild into this because that's a pull in from Thrawn, mm -hmm. and so like that that's a pull in from Thrawn in, back into High Republic, which is really really neat. I loved that. Um, just the entire like it just it really showed like how like, like you said how far off the deep end. Martian has gone and how he was like he was definitely more conservative very quiet kept to himself like he understood his his role is just like I give I give them the past and then they go off and they do their thing and I keep my hands clean he is far beyond that now he is totally down to just get his way get his hands dirty and just kill anyone that gets in his way and in the Lorna D book, you'll see that the the rule of the three was highly respected by the Nihil yeah so his father really, really, really like Shook that up. was that was very important to the Nihil. And that was he, he his father talks about 
how the rule of the three is the reason that the Nihil can exist because they have balance. Oh, oh okay. And because there's balance and everyone, it's a kind of an everyone eats philosophy. Right. You know, the storm, the tempest runners and the eye, they all get their shares and right. they all get to join in the spoils of their raids. So if you break that, it breaks what the Nihil are in the system of, of that they've built. Mm -hmm. So Martian going off the deep end isn't necessarily Martian going off the deep end more than he's just trying to seize control of the faction. And he's a really good talker. Yes. He's very polarizing. He's got that that villain-esque dictator type of, he's of got, speech. Yep. Yeah, it's, the, can, it's the persona he, that people can get behind, you know? Right. Uh, I'm trying to find what this weapon was. But yeah, that whole thing with the ice caves and the snake and his weird-ass ant was... <laughs> The yeah, leveler, thank it was you. The, the leveler, and it's a Which, it's, it's a cosmic it's a cosmic like beast thing. It's like it's, I, it's it reminds me a lot of what we saw in Loki. It 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 has to be something connected to the dark side of the force. Yes. That's my theory. There's no that was like literally Sith magic. Well, yeah, and you had to be a force. You, you have to be force sensitive in order to like to use it. He's 100% force sensitive. Oh, There's no dude, doubt he's, weed, he's wielding a lightsaber like he's used it forever. Like as soon as he in the, when when he got uh when he got great storm and he mm -hmm. just like just turns on his lightsaber and he was just like the way that the way that they explain it 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 sounded like someone who had used a lightsaber before, someone who has training, someone who felt very comfortable holding a lightsaber. So there's definitely more to Martian. That they haven't told us yet. There's more to me than you know, Tim. <laughs> I am a transformer. Well, the more big thing too, I. and I think it's going to drive him to bring back the Nihil and unite them under him and not have Tempest Runners anymore. The big thing, uh, also he has a new mask, by the way, and the new mask is awesome. Um, uh, the big thing with him is he lost Mari Santeca now. So he yeah. lost the paths. He can't do that he anymore. He can't generate them. So so in order to maintain control, he would have to get rid of of his runners. Right. He would just need a, he just needs an army behind him now because at this point he's ready to just kill off the republic. Right. And in the Lorna book it starts out with Lorna basically saying that she's pretty sure the Nihil are over. It's dead. Like the the dream is gone. Yeah. Uh and no one knows where Martian is. Not a soul. No one can find him. So I think he's going to return with quite a vengeance and the night because they're not going to kill the Nihil. They just no. brought them in. Uh, so I think he's going to return with with quite. A, also, we can probably fill in the blanks as we dive into these comics in the next few weeks too, mm -hmm. the IDW ones and whatnot, because Martian's in them. So um, I'm interested to see how that helps uh, fill in the blanks for us. But he he is I was so curious about him in the beginning. I didn't really understand what what he, purpose he was going to serve and how he was going to play into the story. Now I'm really liking him because he's into some dark, weird shit. We have no yes. idea what race he is. Because no. apparently even he doesn't seem to know what race he is. No, he doesn't know where he <laughs> came from. He like there's there's gap. It feels like almost he has like some memory issues, too. Like there's just parts that he can't recall. I'll tell you this much. His father treats him like shit. I know that's not his real father, too. Uh, so I'm I'm curious to learn more about his upbringing and how Asgard came to get him as a son mm -hmm. and why he made him his son and treats him like shit. So, you know, I, I got questions. Uh, one one other thing from the book. I mean, the book was great. It, it's a good story. It definitely was not good as as the one with the drain gear. Um, it's very long. And it, correct me if I'm wrong here, Tim, but it, I feel like it didn't have to be that long. No, there was a lot of there was a lot of finite details that I was just like, OK, <laughs> I didn't yeah. need to know that. Um, yeah, I, it was the, the person who wrote this one was different from the last one. Right. I think Charles Soule wrote this one. And so but he wanted to break it up. And I think that's why he wanted to break it up into such small chapters is because of the amount of detail that was put into it. Like there was just a, there was so much scene Kevin setting. Scott wrote this one. Um, and then who wrote the other one? Charles Soule wrote Light of the Jedi, and Claudia Gray wrote Into the Dark. I like I like Claudia Gray. 
Into the Dark was the best one so far. Into the Dark, it just, it kept me, kept, like this, this one was hard for me to get through. I lost, I just got bored. God, um, there's so many, so many other books that I didn't even know. I, I liked, I liked the Martian parts a lot. Those were fun. But when we kept on going back to Valo and we kept on talking about the, um, the fair, and we kept on talking about all of that and setting the scene. Like, I know they have to do it because they really need to showcase, like, what is going on. Like, this is the golden age of the Republic. And, like, they're trying really, really hard to showcase that. And, like, you know, they're, they're going through all this new technology. And they bring up things that we, we hear in later when we get into the Skywalker saga. So, like, that's cool. Like you said, they're doing a, a lot of connecting. But this book was just, it, it was not my favorite. Yeah, and it had it had lots of good pieces in it. Uh, my favorite Easter egg was them making fun of "It's a Small World." Yes, that was very good. Uh, yeah, that one that one was funny. I did love the ending. I thought it was was very powerful. It set us up for cool stuff. Um, Loden's goodbye to us. We thought mm. we were getting him back, and we didn't. He ended up dying at the end because his body just couldn't handle it anymore. I mean, but I feel like we all knew that was going to happen. He was a he was a badass at the end. Like yeah, he he did everything he possibly could to, uh, uh, um, make that happen. And, and I'm glad he got to say goodbye to Bell at least. He, well, Bell Zedifar needed that. Yeah, he felt that was his so closure. he he felt so lost throughout the entirety of of the book, and you really feel for him. Oh, I've also, yes. I'm, I'm just now seeing a render of what Ember looks like. And Ember in my head was like this really like fluffy, cute dog. And what they have drawn out, it looks dog. like a, looks like a dragon. It's, no, essentially, awesome. it's essentially a dragon. And that's terrifying. Uh, anyways, no, Ember's awesome. Yeah. Ember's dope. I love, I love the connection between Belle and Ember. I think it's, it's fantastic, but um, I felt really bad for Belle because he, he needed that closure. And so for him to get that was, I, I feel better about it. But I yeah. love and I love Loden's. I lo- I love his character though. Like, I love that character. It's really it's sad that we don't get him longer. But we need we needed that we needed a character death. Somebody needed to go. Yeah. And make the old guy go. Yeah. It just it makes sense. It's like the, it's like the Ben Kenobi of the High Republic. He also knew that it was his time. Uh-huh. Um. And and he he did it gracefully. But man, he was th- just a good just a good way to send him off. Um and and show how badass he truly was as a Jedi, but like you said, Belnia. But Bell also is going to be screwed in the head now too. Yep. Um, and we had another vision from Elzar at the end of this one too. So, uh, this is, I think this is all culminating to a pretty pretty interesting ending of Phase One, uh, especially because they just announced the Phase Two books and whatnot. So we're kind of rocketing through High Republic. Um, it feels quick, but I know it's not. But there has I'm been in, a lot of content. Yeah, I mean, we haven't finished the comics. There's a new book. The next book doesn't come out till January or February. So we have some time to uh, catch up on the other content. My biggest issue is I have trouble reading the like the the preteen, you know, I, I 12, just, 13 year old books. Thankfully, those are just like they're little connector stories. And I don't think they're a part of like the, anything of the big picture. So I think we're OK right. with skipping that. But those are I, so I watched hard the recap stomach. videos anyway, too. I oh, just, okay. you know. I don't I don't I don't completely ignore the story. I go oh, on I, YouTube. There's guys that do 10 I, minute. I recaps. should do that. Yeah, just just so you I get should. just so you get the story. But um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it so far, uh, even though it wasn't our favorite book. If you're if you're digging this and you're on the fence, read it. It's yep. it. It fleshes out the story. It's good. If you don't want to read it, you can get it on Audible. Um, there's. um. I think there's another book I have to do on Audible. Oh, but I did get, I got Ronin in the mail yesterday. Oh, yeah. You were really excited about that one. Yeah. I just, uh, the vibe of Ronin is is my favorite vibe of the, all the Visions content. So I'm stoked to dive into that and see. But it's not a canon, that's not a canon story. It's just a, a fun Star Wars theme story. Right. But I like, I like, like what you said a few weeks ago. I like that they're doing this. Yeah, it feels it's good. It feels right. You know, let people tell stories. It doesn't have to be, you know, it's just canon, does it fit into the timeline? Right. Like, let's just let people tell stories. Oh, Who cares? Most definitely. My my fear is though, again, is that it just it continues to to muddle the lines between what's considered a, an actual Star Wars story and what is considered a fun Star Wars story. You know? Like that's that's just that is that is the one thing that I'm just trying to figure out is 
is how do how do you keep that balance? You know? Yeah. Well, you can't release too much non non canon content. So it'll be a few and far between, in my opinion, because they're going to want to tell more stories. We also haven't heard anything about movies aside from the uh, more shows Rogue squadron. So really, well, we we have the whole slew of shows. Obi-Wan's coming. What's his name? Uh, Camille Nanjani uh-huh. uh, watched the Obi-Wan, I guess, the, the pre-cut. OK. And he was just basically like, holy shit. That really? Is oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a huge nerd, so I trust his opinion. That's exciting. Yeah, he was uh, he was he was very excited about it. And he plays uh, he apparently plays a new character that we don't know anything about. So um, uh, the one thing I can guarantee you about Obi-Wan, there's going to be Inquisitors in that show. Re- yeah. Oh, 100 uh, percent. What's her name? Got casted in Obi-Wan. From um, Carnival Row, she's she always plays like this the subversive bad person. Uh, is it Maya Erskine? Is that her name? Oh, Obi Wan's gonna be six episodes. I thought it was only gonna be three. No, it's no, not no. Her. They they confirmed a while back that it was six episodes. It was gonna be a six what? episode one time series. Indira Varma. Indira Varma. Sending you the IMDb now. She always plays the I start out as good and I'm bad. Oh, yeah. She was great. She was also she, well, in uh, she was in Game of Thrones. She was in Game of Thrones. She played um, the the Prince Oberyn's uh, lover, lover. Uh-huh. and the, the mother of the sand. Uh, what were they called? The sand snakes? The, the daughters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but she look at her face and then put an Inquisitor uniform around her and just not essentially, your head well, she yeah, essentially looks like the one Inquisitor that we had from Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. It's, it's very, very much the same. I wonder, I wonder why they wouldn't use her. Well, I know why they wouldn't use her character because it wouldn't match up, but she, I, I get the same vibe here. <laughs> the one who gets shanked by Vader. It was so good though. <laughs> oh, that, that reveal. You just hear clunk. I, that was still like one of my most favorite moments. I wonder if I still have that VOD. Oh, that, that that was like that was so worth the entire playthrough was just see, having Vader show up. So, yeah, and it was funny because we finished it on the same day, so people were coming in because you did it earlier than I, I did, did, and just then a people were bit coming earlier. over to me. And, <laughs> oh, it was hilarious! And they were coming in. They're like, "Oh, it's your turn now. We just watched Tim finish this," and I'm like, "Okay." I just was like, no way, no way. <laughs> and then when the room and he's just ripping apart that room, dude, we, just, we just need, we need another Star Wars game so badly. We got a slew of them coming. I'm excited. Very excited. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it in the world of Star Wars this week. Tim and I will be back next week. Uh, I'm probably going to see, I'm going to check on some of our guests. Like you said, Alex, Molly and, and, uh, or, or if you guys are fans of other Star Wars content creators and you'd love to have them here on Star Wars and Scotch, let us know on Twitter. You can tweet at yeah. us. Uh, you can tweet at Rare Drop. Uh, you can tweet at Kevin X Vision or at Darkness429 or all three of us at the same time if you want. And uh, let us know who, you know, who you'd love to have or you'd love to hear have on this, the show here with us. And I can tell you for those that want Star Wars and Scotch to have our own social media handles that your wildest dreams are coming true soon. So when you wish upon a star. Paul got to finish the marketing plan first. Up, you, all, Paul. you all have a good one. Thank you so much for hanging out on Star Wars and Scotch. Make sure you go grab the fifth anniversary collection of Rare Drop on HighScoreTees.com. It is the last chance very soon. They are going away. It was a limited collection making room for new stuff. Make sure you keep your eyes peeled on Tim's store there too, because there's uh, I hear rumors and I see emails oh, of okay. things coming on Tim's high score T store. So okay. the future is bright. If you like merchandise, yeah. Do people like merchandise? I'm I not think sure. so. I think people like merch. All right. If you like clothes, yeah, and I you love. Wear I them. love. Well, I mean, I like <laughs> I like being naked, but for some reason they keep on telling me to stop. So who's they? All right, guys, we'll see you next week. (laughs) And the force be with you. Yep, mate. Yep, that. Goodbye. When 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.